Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, Life Group Leaders. This is week five of On the Table. We are coming into land on this incredibly impactful sermon series. And this week, we are looking at, I love the title of this, just the title itself kind of jumps out, Woke and Social Justice. What does the scripture teach? Oh my goodness, that's a sticky title right there. And lots of jumping off points that you can go just by that word woke. Like, what, is, what does that mean? I hear this woke, what, what does that term mean? What does it matter? How do we think about that as Christians? And then social justice, that's another term that we hear all the time. And so we're going to lead you through a discussion this week. I'm not doing that by myself. I am here with our local engagement pastor. It's Gloria. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Such a joy to be with you guys. I don't know about you, but some of you probably heard uh, Woken Social Justice. You maybe got a little anxious, yeah. a little sweaty in your car or work or wherever you're listening to this. Others, maybe you're excited. You're jumping. You're chomping at the bit to have yeah. this conversation. And it feels like a finally moment for you. Yeah. No matter where you're at, you can trust your church. Totally. We That's are so going good. to have a, a dynamic um, and yet compassionate, yet truth-filled conversation around these issues that are so prevalent in right. our culture and in our world today. Yeah, that's so great. I love that. And and, and you talked to Eric. I talked to Eric coming into coming into this message. I mean, he's poured himself into every single message. But I think there was something unique about uh, this week in this conversation that we're going to have because of those kind of cultural buzzwords, reframing those, and in a lot of sense, like recapturing when we think about the word justice and eric of course does this throughout his message that's a that's a term that gets attached to all kinds of different activities ideologies and movements and actually justice is a biblical word it's a biblical term that's supposed to have a biblical response and action too and so i'd love that eric's going to lead lead us through that discussion in this week's message yeah and just the um the passion that he he leads us with and the clarity really for us because yeah. it can be tempting to have something uh, that feels maybe co-opted right. overused the temptation can be like well it's been so watered down or mishandled that i'm just going to stay away from that and it seems a little divisive maybe a little too spicy of a word i'm going right. to stay away from that but truly the conviction to justice is the kind of word we want to hold on to because like you said, right. it's a Bible word. Totally. We don't want to let go too easily of Bible words. Right. And so this is our effort at maybe like reclaiming it, maybe um, getting, if it's felt taboo yeah. over the last couple of years uh, for you or someone you know to use, um, it's if it's felt like, yeah, this needs to stay off the table. Hopefully after this weekend, after this message, week five, we feel a little bit more confident right. uh, using it and putting it back on the table but really putting it back in its rightful place and having our hearts and you know our kind of minds coming from the right posture right. when we engage this word and this topic as a whole of justice. Yeah, that's good. I love that word engagement too. It's, it's how we think about it biblically and critically, but it's also the activity that's attached to it. Because obviously we, we know we're hearing great messages and sermons, uh, but sermons alone don't transform us. It's a part of the transformation. The other part of that transformation is actually putting it into action too, right? And so this weekend, there's going to be a real exact call to action with our 
or serve Expo. Why don't you just give us a little bit of what to expect as life group leaders and how we can lead that out? Sure. Uh, some response to this message. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the spoiler just right here. Let's if go. you if you haven't engaged with um, or haven't listened to the message quite yet. Truly, we are a church that puts justice in action. Uh, We are called to do justice. We're commanded in scripture. I mean, the church so often reminded, commanded, invited into doing the work of justice, which is, like you said, an action. It's a way we engage our faith. So everyone is going to get the opportunity to do that. Our outreach teams, they are ready. They are ready to go. Our volunteers, our staff, our teams are going to be present, Mm -hmm. um, you know, more predominantly, specifically at our Irvine campus, but across all of our uh, congregations, there will be representation um, out waiting for you in the lobby, patio, wherever that post-service hang area is, um, to have conversations about what it looks like to take that step um, and join an interest meeting of one of our outreach ministries where you can learn more about a specific ministry, a specific um, community, a specific vulnerable area or demographic in ways that we are currently engaging Mm -hmm. uh, and ways people can step in. So that's the invitation. The invitation is to learn about an outreach ministry. Yeah. Say yes to attending an interest meeting. That's it. You're not um, signing your you know name at the dotted line or committing to anything. Just saying, hey, I want to learn more. I know doing and engaging my faith in a way that is serving specifically vulnerable communities is like critical to my discipleship journey right. and to my Christian faith. It's not an add-on. It's not an extra for yeah. the good Christians or the ones that are maybe a little bit more inclined towards mercy and compassion. Right. Um, we need our shrewd thinkers yeah. in outreach yeah. ministry. We yeah. need our observers. We need our intro. We need everyone. Yeah. Um, and so really it's an opportunity for you to express interest in learning more about an outreach ministry. Yeah, that's great. And that alone is a huge step it is it's saying i'm open to learning more especially about others that might not look or um, that i might not relate to at all i might not understand and you know i think it's easy to keep things at arm's distance especially Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. seem like a dicey issue Mm -hmm. it's easy to keep things as an issue Mm -hmm. but to really kind of come a little bit closer and allow yourself to engage with the people, the families, the individuals, the children that that issue might represent uh, and what's really kind of going on um, under the surface. Yeah, really good. And of course, all those different serve opportunities that you're going to learn more about by going to these informative meetings, the opportunities that are behind those those ministries are always on the on the resource resource page, but I love the invitation this weekend. It's just come and learn, come and learn, come and be, infor- come and be informed. Yeah. And I think from that information, there could be an activation piece that, that comes on the back end of that. And Gloria, you and I were just talking beforehand. Um, there are so many different ways in a church like Mariners where you can get involved and where you can serve. And we love that so much that our life groups are often on the front lines of a lot of our different ministries that happen here on campus, the big events that we run, I mean, yeah. the weekend things that we do here. We love that, that groups um, serve one another, serve the church through their gifts here. But we are talking about something different, right? Which that that is important, but equally important, it's how we go along and serve um, outside of our church context. Absolutely. How we serve the, the the marginalized and pursue them with the love and grace of Jesus through all the great partnerships that Outreach has had uh, through years here in Southern California. And so there is a distinction between when we talk about 
And you might hear some of our team talk about sometimes, hey, when's the last time your life group, when's your life group serve? Well, what we, what we really mean by that is being like serving alongside local outreach with one of the partners that we have a longstanding history relationship with. It's really important for our hearts because we get to learn, we get to take next steps there. And so while we love all the great things that we get to do serving one another, super important and, val- and valuable. When we talk, had this conversation this week, we are talking about stepping outside and serving, serving others with the love of Jesus through local outreach. Absolutely. Yeah. And yes, there is a distinction. Yeah. Both are beautiful yeah. and the church has engaged in both and will engage in both for forever. That's the fullness of the expression of the church and the local church is the hope of the world. And so it is so important for us to be serving inside our church walls, so to speak, and building up the kingdom right here and now. So when we, we love when people are activated and they are committed and serving either one time or on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. say for our kids and our next generation, Mm -hmm. or our guest services Mm -hmm. on a weekend as part of the weekend or, or these one-off events that we throw. It's so amazing to serve in your church. But there's a distinction in serving and outreach that's really important and really important for us as the church. We all have this gravitational pull towards comfort Mm -hmm. and sameness and homogeny. Mm -hmm. And it is so tempting for us as believers to kind of create these holy huddles and they're not intended but they happen naturally because we love our churches so much and so it's the place where we are fed like the word of god it's where we huddle together in life groups which is our beautiful place to grow Mm -hmm. in deep connection with others grow in our faith understand our stories more and serve within our church walls Mm -hmm. The distinction in outreach is serving outside of our church walls, Mm -hmm. serving the community that is potentially has barriers to coming to and becoming part of our church body because of some sort of cycle at play or some distance or lack of resources that might create barriers of them coming to. So when we serve in outreach, we are breaking the barrier. Now, we might be hosting one of our ministries on at yeah, one of our campuses. Yeah, of course we do that quite often. So you I think might, of our thrift store. and Yeah, absolutely. Happen, so yeah. you might actually be on campus. Yeah, but it's right. the posture of our heart that we are so committed to not being a holy huddle, yeah. that we are so committed to fearlessly changing the world. Yeah. And you only do that um, in a community engagement way yeah. when you are bursting that bubble intentionally. Right. And when you are pursuing specifically vulnerable communities. And so we get that breakdown in this message. I even think of that verse in Zechariah where it says, um, administer true justice, Mm -hmm. show faithful love and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the resident alien or the Mm -hmm. poor, and do not plot evil in your hearts against one another. Mm -hmm. So scripture so often specifically calls out Mm these communities and it's God saying I have a special place in my heart for those Mm -hmm. that are vulnerable weak marginalized set aside either by society or or others that are oppressed and church you should too so that's why there's that distinction and uh, why it's healthy and good for us as individuals and as groups to serve specifically in outreach because when we do we are seeing god's heart on display in a different way Uh, we're seeing how god works through 
trials and um, traumas in a different way. And it really expands our view of who God is when we engage and we serve those that are so near and dear to God's heart. That's it. That's it. I love what you called out too. Sometimes the gravitation will pull towards comfort. That could be a real thing. Um, And the church is at its worst when we operate like that. Like we operate like a cruise ship Mm -hmm. of just goods and services just for those that are around the boat. Oh, yeah. best when we operate on rescue boats. Like we're going out and we're doing. We're not staying and just enjoying all these great resources just for ourselves. Yes, we enjoy those great resources because the economy of God's kingdom, what he gives us, but they're there so that we could go. The church is the called out ones, right? We go and do it. And so I love that you're calling that out for us. Um, And it's extremely valuable. Uh, for your groups, it's it's one of the ways that you, you, you know, you hear God's voice in a unique way uh, and gets you out of just kind of that normal rhythm and monotony of sometimes your group meeting week in and week out. And that's great. We love that. But actually getting outside of yourselves and serving others is where you get to see some of the kingdom advance in some pretty beautiful Absolutely. Ways. And yeah. I mean, I think of Rooted Serves I've been on in groups yeah. and how um, just getting out and doing something experiential. Totally really kind of brings out different strengths, different personalities. And I can think back so many times to the quieter, more introverted person in the group shining when it came to our outreach serve experience together. Um, Because maybe some of that quietness had to do with a lot of their own story that they hadn't maybe unraveled yet. Or a hidden talent or gifting that, you know, the group setting didn't quite put on display. But getting active, getting out there and engaging with the community, you see different parts of the people in your group on display. And someone could shine brightly in that area. You could see a new side. And, you know, you have that shared experience, too. I'm looking forward to I'm leading a reader group right now. And next weekend, we're going down to we're up to Sunburst Youth Academy. One my own life group. We meet on Sunday after this message and we're going to pin our serve date in for in February to, to know that, man, we want to get out. We want to do this stuff. We want to do this stuff. So I love it. I love that you're on for this week to reframe that value for us and to give us some uh, some handles on it. Um, we're going to walk through a little bit now through the, through the questions. We'll take right. this maybe in a bit uh, a shorter fashion, but want to give you guys just a few things to pull out of the questions this week. The first question, it's a lean in question. If you woke up in the morning and everything was the way it should be in the world, what changed? So what is this question getting at? It's kind of getting at like, we can see sometimes that things aren't right and we want to make things right. (laughs) So what is justice in your kind of worldview or narrow perspective? What are the things that you look at and say, man, if tomorrow everybody did this, the world would be a better place. And you want to try to keep that question kind of of light and, and fun, whether it's, you know, people... Wait in line and they don't jump in line all over the place. Absolutely. So, no yeah. um, traffic. Totally I think that would probably that. be the the biggest Southern California one yeah, of just yeah. no traffic. Everybody's on time. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be that would be fantastic. Or your kids go on to bed on time and they you know they, without complaining and be, eating their that vegetables. Would be a wonderful thing, right? Mm-hmm. So have a conversation around there. And then we turn towards the passage, a real familiar passage, Mike Micah six eight. It's one of a few passages that Eric's gonna walk through this weekend. And a few questions for you to think about as you read the, the passage is, what does God require for us in a horizontal sense? And Eric talks about that person to person. And what does God require of us in our vertical sense, person to God? So Micah 6, 8 really has both of those through lines there, how we relate to one another and how we relate towards God. So what do you learn about God's requirements through that verse? I'll read it for you here now. Micah 6, 8 says, mankind, he has told each of you what is good. And what is the and what the Lord requires of you 
to act justly, to love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. Anything stood out for you? Gloria, you want to pull out of that familiar, great, impactful passage? That one's quite familiar to us in the outreach world, uh, one of our foundational uh, verses and and pieces of scripture. And and again, just calling out that act justly, that's really what we're doubling down on this in this conversation in the message this weekend, um, but that justice is an action, but it is one done in the utmost humility because we know that we are the ones that are justified through Christ. And so because of what he has done for us, we then in humility and in compassion, you see that mercy. I love just that they all go together, right? right? You cannot truly do one without the other. Mm -hmm. So you can't do justice, you know, the right and the true thing, right? The the law and um, just having all things be right without humility and without mercy. They go together. Yeah, really good. Awesome. And then moving into the lookout section, we talked about some of this a little bit already, but a couple of questions here. What definitions of justice have you heard or used in recent years? How do these definitions align or contradict with the biblical view of justice? So we're getting at that concept of of justice, right? It's a word we hear all the time. It's actually a biblical word. So where do we see that word sometimes misused and co-opted? Does anything come come to mind for you from when, you, when you think about that term justice in, in a non-biblical sense? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think this is where you guys are going to have probably the liveliest yes, moment of conversation around your groups. <laughs> um, I am sure so many of you life group leaders are praying for that person in your group, right? Just have a, a soft heart and an openness. And that's what I would say is if this conversation elicits any passion at all, that somehow, some way, on some level, there is something to affirm there. Because yeah. it's someone that either has a bend towards the truth right. and and justice being what is right. Mm-hmm. And that is a godly right inclination yeah. to want what is true, to want there to be justice and um, a sense of all things right in this world, right. to want the scales to not be tipped, but to be evened out. Um, to want to see things be different. Um, So just that ability to affirm the passion, but maybe if it's needed, kind of challenge where they land or the posture. Because if that passion is kind of bulldozing over the image of God on someone, some leader, some community, that is where it has, you know, by our definitions that we will outline um, in this weekend's message, kind of crossed the line, right. so to speak. Right. And so that is, you know, the best advice as a life group leader, no matter where this conversation goes, to bring it back to how do we be passionate at the things we're passionate about, be challenged and take steps of faith where it's needed, yeah. but always uphold the image of God on all people, which means honoring them, seeing them for who they are and and their intention, seeing them as inherently worth Mm -hmm. grace, um, change, transformation, Mm -hmm. wanting all of those things. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for you guys as you engage this conversation. Lord knows. This could be one of those buzzy kind of you know oh totally yeah yeah there's a, there's a lot that can happen in this conversation i mean eric talks about these at the beginning of his message you know, criminal justice environmental justice medical justice economic justice racial justice intergenerational justice reproductive sure. justice it goes goes on and on and so you see the term justice which is a biblical term because god is just 
Mm-hmm. We only know what justice is because we know who God is. It's defined by God and his character. And so acting justly comes from the, cre- the creator who is just. So acting justly has got to be a corresponding action in line with the character of who God is, right? Yes. And so it's seeing God for who he is. He's just. And then that's worship, right? It's our response response to that. But you see that word getting attached to lots of different things. Oh, yeah. Good, bad, right, wrong, whatever, that often doesn't have the same biblical worldview or the same corresponding action to what does it look like to outward justice in these areas. Sure. And so lots to talk about. Absolutely. And your grips on that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then we move down to the look-in. Um, in the message, Eric talks about different aspects of justice, and sometimes we have a bent towards either justice being and, you know, we're making and we're overextending a point here on two sides where we may see justice as purely acts of of grace, you know, and mm-hmm. just love and compassion and serving. And, that, and it shouldn't be that. Or we have a bent towards seeing justice as maybe not even actions, but statements of of truth, mm-hmm. kind of that to characterize it a little bit. Well, people get what they deserve because their actions require some kind of a circumstance that's created by that. And so... Sure. You can look at both sides of those, all grace or all truth. And Eric poses the question to us of, you know, when you think about justice, maybe where is your bent towards? Are you bent towards, you know, grace? Are you bent towards, are you bent towards truth? So have a conversation with your groups around those two things. But what comes out to you? I know you look at the message too, when Eric talks about those two different, you know, and they're both, we need both of them, but we need them both congruently. Yeah. Not in competition with one another. That justice, when it is act rightly, is both. It's grace. It's grace and truth. How do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that it's not an either or, mm-hmm. um, but it's really both in this beautiful tandem that in like a harmonious way that yeah. truly only Jesus like lived out perfectly, right? But it's this idea that we can be fully confident about what we believe and who we believe in and where our convictions lie, but we are also fully compassionate for those that are experiencing, um, you know, all of what the world can throw at us that are experiencing the like endless stream of the brokenness in our world and how that kind of expresses itself um, on entire communities, generations, and things like that. So having that, not necessarily that balanced view, because I think all of us, like you said, have a bend, but being able to know like I can't fully be a grace-filled person without confidence in the gospel without right. truth. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't be grace. It would probably be more something like tolerance, right? right? right. And you cannot be a, a, a truth-filled, Bible-believing, confident person without grace, right? right? Yeah. And so knowing that uh, while we have a bend, it's not an either or. Both come to the table. It's good. Love it. So good. Super helpful, Gloria. Thanks so much for yeah, the passion and the perspective of which you bring not only to this conversation, but to the whole of our church. Like God has clearly placed you in your role because of your passions and your experiences to help lead the whole of our church through this. And so I, I just love your wisdom and your insight. Um, and it matters, man. It matters immensely. We want to be a church that understands that we've been justified through what Christ has done. And because we have been, then yes, we go and do justice. Absolutely. And it's a biblical term. It's a biblical action. And as Christians, we should be on the front line 
of acts of justice and mercy because after all that's what Christ did for us. Yeah, he and pursued us. Yeah, and if you know if yeah. if you as an individual, if your group as a whole has felt hopeless yeah. around this conversation, um, has felt hopeless maybe about of state of the world, state of affairs, kind of the direction where things are going. Um, I hope you walk away from this conversation around justice with more hope. That's it. And truly, and, and I and I thank you for, for just that encouragement and affirmation. Yeah. But I want to thank our life groups and our life group yeah. leaders yeah. because in so many ways, it's the it's the grease in the wheel mm-hmm. of um, discipleship at mm-hmm. our church right. because you can go deeper. You are more seen. You're engaged more with your, the word and your personal story when you are in community. Right. So there's so much power in life groups and what God is is doing in them even now in our church in this season. Um, and our outreach teams, our ministries, we're waiting for you. We're That's ready right. for you. So we're excited for you. Yeah. In. And, you know, new ministries and initiatives yeah. happening all the time. Yeah. So, again, if you see something that, and you have a passion on your heart, but you maybe don't see it as a box you could check yeah, th- this weekend, this message. Mm-hmm. There is likely still mm-hmm. a, a space for you and whatever it is you're passionate about mm-hmm. on our outreach teams. So um, don't let anything be a barrier. Take that next step, whatever that looks like for you, yeah. and get to know our teams a little bit more. And we can kind of um, see where the best next step for you might be. Awesome. So jump in, you guys. We're gonna uh, be reminded what biblical justice is this weekend. But this is this isn't just an intellectual exercise. This is an exercise to move us into action. So groups. Let's jump in and serve. And when we do, it's a win, 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 man. It's a win for us because we get to experience something unique about who God is as we go and do the stuff that he did. It's a win for others as we serve them. And it's a win for the kingdom, man. So let's go and do it. Serve experience is not meant to be something that we just did and rooted. And that was something we put on the shelf. Sure. It's that rhythm that we want to continually outwork. And so we're going to be reminded of that, challenged, and then let's go for it. Let's respond with, with action this weekend. All right, Gloria, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All right, group leaders, we'll see you on here next week.